Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Out and About with Antoinette. Now, you know, this is a podcast where I get an opportunity to interview some amazing people who are from in and around the state of Delaware that are doing positive things in their communities. And today, my special guest is Larry Davis. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Larry. He is the CEO and founder of Remedy Team. This is an organization founded on the principles of Christian leadership in a secular society. Larry's passion for education and social betterment is forth only to his love of God, his blessed children, and family. And Larry spent 12 years in corporate America before becoming a second career educator. Now, during Larry's education career, let me tell you some of the things that he's done. He was a classroom teacher, an assistant principal, an associate principal, a high school principal, as well as a district administrator for school improvement. So if you want to know about education, Larry is the person that you need to talk to. As a district administrator for ADVIT programs, a district administrator for college career readiness, CTE slash IB programs and a regional director of schools. And guess what? He was also the executive director of secondary student learning and talent development. He has written curriculum, yes, in three different school districts, two in Texas and one in California. And he has published not one, not two, not three, but seven books researched and developed several educational platforms that increase student achievement, grow and support leadership, help retain employees, and improve organizations, culture, and climate. I could go on and on, but I want to bring Larry on today because he has a lot to say. Larry, welcome to Out and About with Antoinette. Well, thank you for having me and please go on and on. I'm appreciating that. You, you know, I, I, you don't really get a chance to listen to some of the things you've done until someone speaks it out loud and you're like, wow, but you made it sound really well, really good. So thank you. <laughs> and I'm happy to be here. You are quite welcome. And I've often heard that said as well. And I have to admit that, you know, we, we see our bio, we know what we've accomplished, but it's not until someone else speaks those words when you go, wow, I've been blessed to do all of that and I'm not done yet. So talked about your bio, but before, you know, we get into the conversation about your book and, and your education, tell us a little bit more about yourself the man, the myth, the legend, and Larry Davis. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's one of those interesting things. My career has been God-led, not Larry-led, because I've done things that I had no intentions on doing. I had no desire to do, and lo and behold, here I am doing it. When I went to corporate America, I was a troubleshooter. I had no, no understanding on why, but I had this ability to see things that were not working right, fix it, and then move on from it. And others saw that in me before I saw it in myself. So then when I became an educator, as I started to work in the education field, I would see things that I'm like, wait a minute, we can do this better. And I would come up with us with some kind of system or platform to make it work. And at one point in time, they start saying, call Larry, he's a systems leader. And I, I had to correct him. I'm like, no, I'm not a systems leader. I'm a cultural leader. Because what's wrong with your organization is culturally, not system, not structures, but 
you know, we often look at data and go, we got to improve our data. Data tells us where we are, Antoinette. Our culture tells us how we got there. I like that. I like that. So, you know, I think back um, to what you said about being in uh, corporate America, you know, and I was once in corporate America as well, and everything was supposed to be lockstep. So I'm glad that you broke out of that lockstep and, you know, helped others. Right. Thank you. Thank you. And it's amazing how it, it takes someone looking from the outside in to change things sometimes because when you when you're immersed in something, you can't see above you know the the waterline because you're struggling to stay afloat. So it takes sometimes stepping back and looking at something just like a, our children when they're doing homework and like I can't figure this out. You like get up and walk away from it, come back, and all of a sudden there it is. And so that's what we do. And you know I think that's a that's a blessing right there just to be able to promote change and actually advocate change. And speaking of children, education and change, wow, you know, as an educator, you know, I was an educator one time and we are seeing a major shift in evolution, a shivit or a pivot in our educational system. And unfortunately, you know, the pandemic brought out some things that weren't so positive, but I like to believe with every valley, there's a peak, Right. What are your thoughts on the future of our educational instruction, especially given what's going on in, you know, states like Florida, where they're, they're trying to, to suppress, you know, the knowledge um, for our youth going forward? Well, you know what, I want to say this, and I agree with you, but COVID didn't, it, it just exposed what was already happening. It exacerbated an, an already tight system and made it, it made it explode. Right, the social emotional uh, behavior, the social emotional learning, the social emotional conditioning for teachers—all those things existed before COVID. COVID just brought it to the limelight, to the forefront. Now, I'm with you. I have to say, I believe positively that our education system is going in the right direction because I don't want to give up on our children. But when I look at the adults and the politicians who use the education platform. I can't help but be a little bit, just a little bit hesitant and, and think, mm, I don't know, you know, because, you know, our, we pretty much have the same education system that we had back during the days of the one room schoolhouse. That education system was not predicated on educating minority children. It was predicated on educating affluent children, children of affluency. Back in 1956, we did away with separate but equal, supposedly, right? but we have what we call attendance zones. And these attendance zones separate our children by socioeconomic status, race, and poverty. And if that's not separate, nothing is. You know, we, we think about this, Condoleezza Rice said, we should not be able to dictate a child's education level based on their zip code. Unfortunately, we can, right? Now, <laughs> we have standardized testing to measure their achievement, but we don't have standardized children. They don't come from standardized backgrounds. They don't have standardized needs. And when our children take these so-called standardized tests, as soon as they sit there, they realize that they were not the standard by which that test was created. Now, you mentioned Florida. I'm from Texas. I want to share this with you. Now, I'm, I'm going to talk about Florida, too. Okay, thank you. A few years ago in Texas, a group of people got together and went to the state capitol because they wanted the word slavery removed from the, the textbooks. They want to replace the word slavery with, listen to this, I love this, involuntarily relocated. 
Oh my gosh. To replace slavery with involuntarily relocated <laughs> because they didn't want their children having to deal with the disheartening thought of slavery and things like that. I guess they didn't take in consideration the ancestors of the slaves, the people who were enslaved. Now, when you look at Florida and what they're doing to the, the Black history curriculum, I'm just going to tell you, it's a crime against humanity. Mm -hmm. And I want to say this, people don't realize, and this is what we really need to think about. Racism is a crime against humanity. Mm -hmm. See, we often associate racism with the Black community, and we need to stop doing that. We need to look at it like it is. It is a crime against humanity that is impacting the Black community. So what's going on in, in Florida? It's, it's, it's just insane. And think about this. Civil liberty, civil rights. Mm -hmm. These are God-given things. So how can they be withheld from a group of people? And how in the world are we voting on civil rights? It's like voting to tell me I can breathe or not breathe. <laughs> so. and, that is, and that is so true, Larry. And I, I'm so glad, you know, we could do a whole show yes. on what's happening, um, you know, in our schools, in our politics, in, you know, but, but that's not what we're going to talk about. We want to talk about you and your book. But I know because I am so concerned with our babies. I mean, our these are our children that are are coming up and you know for me my sons are or you know I want to say grown but they're still going to be my babies they're you know 27 and 31 and so my my uh my fears are outside the classroom and they're even worse you know them yes. just being walking while black driving while black shopping while black just being black so you know things that are happening is it, just you know I, I just love like you said when you said you're the CEO and founder of Remedy Team an organization founded on the principles of Christian leadership in a secular society. When I read that, I, I had to step back and, and think about that. And, and, and at first I took out secular, I'm gonna be honest with you, first I took out secular society. And then I said, no, I'm putting that back in and that's what we're gonna talk about. You know, get into that a little bit before we take this break and, and talk about your book, but Christian leadership. Now, you know, again, you know, Religion is something that I don't like to talk about on my show, but we're going to talk about it today. So ex <laughs> explain that. Uh, what What is Remedy? Remedy so, team. What, remedy is interesting. So I didn't want to be, and I, I'm, and we're not, we're not consultants. We are corporate diagnosticians. Mm -hmm. And when you go to a doctor and the diagnostician looks at your chart, they come up with a remedy for what's wrong with you, right? To cure you. Well, most consultants, they offer you what they have. Well, this is what's wrong. This is what, what we have. Well, no, if I walk into an organization, when we walk into an organization, let's say both of them have high turnover issues. We do a comprehensive analysis and find out why they have a high turnover issue. And then we develop a platform that's going to support them because both companies may have high turnover, but for different reasons. So we want to address why you're having a high turnover rate, and then we're going to make sure that you don't have it. Um, I, I had a, a young man said, you want to look at our exit interviews? I'm like, no, I want to look at the people who are staying there. The people who left aren't, aren't going to always tell you the real reason they left, right. but the ones who are still there will tell you why they're still there. So I want to do a comprehensive analysis of the people who are there versus the leadership that's there because they may see things differently. And I'll share this with you. I'm in a process of, you know, we know that everybody's B2B and B2C. I'm trying to create, well, I'm in the process of creating a B2E, business to employer, employee, to support retention of employees. And that is vital. 
Um, again, another topic that we could talk about on a different show. So I may bring you back to talk about that because that's a whole different ball of wax. What I went through my 32 years in corporate America is completely different than what people are doing today. But Larry, let's take this quick break. And when we come back, I want to continue the conversation, but I want to learn more about your book, A Man, A Father, A Husband. Lord, guide my steps and light my path. Mm, I, I love that title. So we'll be right back after this quick break. And don't forget, you can find and follow me on all my social media platforms by using the Linktree ID, A Blake Enterprises. We'll be right back. Have you put in place the tools and marketing strategies that will drive the revenue and growth outcomes for your business? Are you looking to expand your brand and image nationally and globally? Commercials, podcasting, graphics, and marketing support are just some of the ways we can dress up your business for prime time. We are EliteConversations.com. To learn more about us, check us out at EliteConversations.com, our website, email us at ecpodcastmedia at gmail.com, or call us at 301-900-5703. There are many people that need to know about the wonderful products and services you have to offer. Let Elite Conversations help you to get the word out. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Antoinette Blake, the CEO of A. Blake Enterprises, and here on Out and About with Antoinette every week. I have the honor and the privilege of interviewing a guest from in and around the state of Delaware. They're doing positive things in their community. And today I have from Texas, Larry Davis. Now, Larry, we talked about your uh, educational background, you know, you being a principal, district administrator, you know, regional director, you have a lot going on. But now I want to talk about the Larry, the author, tell me about the book, A Man, A Father, A Husband, Lord, Guide My Steps and Light My Path. Well, you know what? This is a a passion of mine. So the verse Acts 9, Acts 9, 15 through 16 says, but the Lord said to him, go, for he is my chosen instrument for my name, to carry my, my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Jerusalem, from Israel. For I will show him how much suffering he will do in my namesake. So this book is about a man who embodies that. He wants to live a life pleasing to God, but he's going to go through trials, tribulations. He's going to go through uh, trauma. He's going to go through betrayal and all these things. But through all these things, this long suffering, he's going to be, you know, he learns to do many things. And so the book is more than about a man, a father, husband. It's also about a woman, a wife, a mother. It's about parents. It's about family. It's about redemption. Uh, even though it's a fictional book, it's, it, it uses real scripture to combat worldly issues that we face every day. Uh, think about this uh, betrayal, 
We have that in our lives every day. He goes through betrayal. He goes through uh, infidelity. He suffers from uh, trauma. He has all these choices that he has to make, but so does his wife. And uh, and it's the, the supportive family. His the, the husband, the main character's parents are God-fearing parents. They've already put God at the forefront of everything they've done in their family. Whereas his wife, her parents have lived what we call an open marriage type of life. They have to come to God through spiritual awareness, awakening, redemption, right? Uh, I can tell you, I could go on and on about this book. And I really do, but because the, there's so many powerful statements, there's so many powerful moments in the book that it, it really has to get out there. And so and the verse that reminds me about this book the most is uh, Luke 21, 15, where he says, for I will give you a mouth and wisdom which none of your adversaries could withstand or contradict. So this book is going to equip people with scripture that's going to help them with things they're going through in their lives. And uh, the and, and it reiterates that, that, that thing that God wants to give you wisdom. He wants you to have this wisdom, this knowledge, this understanding. Um, here's the funniest thing. So because of all these things, I really, I made the, uh, the ebook only $3.75 because I want people to share this word. I want them to share this story. I want them to feel the story. And, and I was speaking to the young lady who wrote uh, the preface for me. And uh -huh. she's an amazing woman of God last, just last night. And she was talking about the theme of forgiveness. And we talked about that for, for a time on end. Not once did she mention the trial tribulations he went through. Not once did she mention that he, his lack of understanding or his, Need for understanding, or not? Once that he missed, that she did she mentioned the betrayal, because everyone who reads it is going to see something that's happening in their life, and they're going to be able to draw from it. But fortunately, when they read that whatever's going on in their life that's going on in this book, there's scripture to support them. Awesome, man! I'm like, I'm, I'm so I, I was going to ask you who you know who you are targeting, and even though it's a man, a father, a husband. It's for everyone. It's for the the spouse of that man, or the 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 you know the widower, or the 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 girlfriend, or whatever the bay, the boo, whatever of that man, and the trials and tribulation. And I think more so now than ever. Um, and I may be uh, incorrect in making this statement, but we need to see um, that we're not the only one that's going through something, right? You know, right. Um, because we live in a world of um, fast information, 24-7, 365 with social media, we're seeing the highlight reels, we're seeing the good stuff, we're seeing the fun, the party, the trips and all the vacation, but we're not realizing that there were trials and tribulations and, you know, backstories. Um, so yes. again, to step back and, and be able to, to take this book, and I love the price, 375, hey, you, that's, you know, that's, that's less than a, a gallon of gas, right? <laughs> in most states but um this is have so is where do we find the book is it on amazon or is it a there's a link i can leave the link in the show notes but um is there a way that we can you know send you an email and say hey i want to get that book right away you can email me at larry.davis at remedyteam.org the book is on amazon.com it's an ebook paperback and hardback now the paperback is twelve seventy three, but let me explain that to you. Yeah, the seventy three. So go I, ahead. <laughs> I asked the young lady who uh, wrote the preface. I said, "What what should I pr price the book at?" She goes, "I don't know. That's that's your decision." I said, "Why don't you pray on it?" So a couple of days later, she said, 
the Holy Spirit gave me 12, 7, 3. And I said, okay, why? She said 12 for the disciples, seven for the number of days it took God to create the earth and three days before Christ arose. <laughs> and so the book is, tw you know, 12, 73. Uh, you know, you, you make a really interesting point about what we're going through and we're going through it alone, right? And the book talks about the support of family. We, you know, we, we often like to bury our heads in the sand when we're going through things because we think no one understands, but God always has someone in your path that understands what you're going through because they've gone through it or they're willing to support you through it. And that is so, so, so very true. And, you know, Larry, again, we could have a, a conversation on, on, you know, just what's happening in this world, but I'm only giving a little bit of time for, for my show, but before I let you go, I always ask my guests to leave me a wow, words of wisdom. And you've already given us some words of wisdom, but what is that wow that you want to leave with us today? You know, when you sent that question to me, I, 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 my mind immediately went to this thought here. And I want you to, I want to make sure I say this clearly and not, not stumble over it. Ladies and gentlemen, our families are under attack. Our families are the foundation of our, our communities, our churches, our government. It's the foundation of civilization. We have to protect our families. So to my son, here's my message. To my son, to men, and to all the men of God, we cannot give up. We cannot give up on our families, our children. We cannot give up on our queens. We have to start, start uplifting our queens. We have to do a better job at that. And most of all, we cannot give up on ourselves. The world needs us. It needs our strength. It needs our gentleness. It needs our compassion. It needs our spiritual leadership. And it needs our heart for God more than anything. The good news, Antoinette, is still the good news. And so many need to hear it. Wow. Thank you, Larry. Appreciate you. you. Appreciate all that you're doing. And you're leaving a legacy that's going to last for a long, long time. Larry Davis, man, I'm so glad that we connected back in what did you say, 2018? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Larry, so very much for being a guest here on Out and About with Antoinette. And you know what? This is not going to be the last time. Trust and believe. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's been an honor. And as always, it's an honor just talking with the Delaware Diva. <laughs> thank you, Larry. And thank you all for listening to today's episode of Out and About with Antoinette, because every week I have the honor and the privilege of interviewing a guest who's from in and around the state of Delaware that's doing great things in their communities. And if you know someone or if you'd like to be a guest on Out and About with Antoinette, please send an email to info at ablakeenterprises.com. And don't forget, you can find and follow me on all my social media platforms by simply using the Linktree ID, A Blake Enterprises. Again, thank you for listening. And please share this podcast link with your family, your friends, your bae and your boo too. And until the next time, stay smart, stay safe and stay social because I will see you in cyberspace. See ya. It's the DE Diva a.k.a. the Delaware Blogger, wishing you and yours a beautifully blessed day. Bye-bye. <laughs>